Oh, they were just telling us that we have an accent. I, I, I'm not convinced <laughs> that we do. I think it might be them. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 165 of Tall Boy Radio, and we have got another gem for you tonight. If you like stars of the silver screen, then we have got two for you tonight. We have just a ticket for you. But before we get to the main attraction, let's get to Mr. Sideshow himself. Yes? Um, yeah, thanks for that strongly um, average introduction, Ad. Um, <laughs> looking forward to this evening. Um, and look, uh, I always enjoy it when we've got sort of new guests on, people we haven't had on before, sort of just talking about their lives and what they do. So really, really, really looking forward to this and, and can't wait. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> So, like I said, we have two stars of an up-and-coming movie called The Hellgate, and they are Bridget and Emily. Would you like to say hello? Hi, guys. Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. So, before we get into it, then, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, you know, any other films that we may have seen you in beforehand, that kind of thing? Who wants to go first? Emily, you go take it away. All right. Well, my name is Emily Danny. I am the the lead in the movie The Hellgate. I'll be playing Stacy. I got this role sort of it was a last minute thing, I think. They were saying we need somebody dark hair, metal music, loves horror movies, and then I kind of just jumped on it. This will be my first feature film. I have been in another film, The True Valor, but I was definitely supporting so this will be my first lead role, and I'm super excited about it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. What about yourself, Bridget? Um, hello, my name is Bridget Linda Proming. I am from Orlando, Florida. I've been acting for, I don't even know how long. I've done some theater, some film. I'm also a competitive martial artist, so I like to incorporate that where I can into films. can do my own stunts, but not like stunts, you know, just some like chills. <laughs> And what else did I do? I kind of find out, I found out about the Hellgate through everyone sending me this casting call. I was kind of just ignoring it, but then I kept seeing the same one come through. And once I read the description, it was like, blonde girl, must like horror movies, must like metal music, and must be able to talk about them with a sense of authority. I was like, shut up. That's <laughs> um, So I submitted, and here we are. I'll be playing Lillian alongside Emily as Stacy, and I'm super stoked. I bet, yeah, I bet. And when does filming start? April, I think like April 10th, so mid-early-ish April. Wow. Oh, that's awesome, that's awesome. So this episode will be out round about then, actually, so it'll be out about in uh, a week or so's time, so yeah, it'll be out ready in time for that. Yeah, we. I'd like to say we planned it that way, we obviously haven't. <laughs> don't and tell we... them, that. don't tell them. We did. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did, we absolutely did. So yeah, absolutely fascinating. So to go on then, Bridget, tell us a little bit about the martial arts then, the competitive side before we talk about the film. I'd like to hear about that. Yes, yeah, so I've been practicing Ishinru Karate for about, I don't know the exact amount of years, I think 10-ish years, somewhere around there. I train under Sensei Mike Reeves, um, Sensei Marie Lam, and also Pat Travers. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's um, a musician kind of big back in the day. He's also one of my senseis. But yeah, I uh, specialize in combat, weapons combat with bow staff, size, and learning a little bit of nunchucks here. 
and then I do traditional forms, traditional weapons for tournaments, and then I'm just now starting to get more into fighting and sparring for tournaments as well. And then I also break concrete and wood. Uh, okay. Absolutely. So is is that something that you were going to bring in in terms of in the Hellgate? Was that something that has been scripted in? Is that something that perhaps that, that you're going to bring to the film? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's see. I don't know how much I can say about the script without giving oh, too much away. Come on, just a tiny little bit. <laughs> there's definitely some action parts. Can't say if it's my character, but there's some action. Okay. 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 The film, and I know you're not supposed to sort of give too much away, but we we we're quite renowned for trying to sort of get tiny little sort of nuggets out of people when, when we interview them in terms of what's upcoming and, and whether sometimes they're not really allowed to say but but we try to tease bits out so is there any little gem that you can sort of let us know about about the film at, at all let's see i guess i can give you like a general synopsis oh that that works yeah. that's good i to hear more about it and then emily if you want to chime in after and add some fun stuff too so essentially the hellgate's about two best friends lillian and stacy and they have a failing YouTube channel. No one's watching it. They've been doing it for years. Don't even have 100 subscribers, but they are still doing it. And they talk about metal music and horror movies. And then one day they drunkenly stumble into a graveyard on their way home after a night out. And they capture paranormal footage on camera. They post that. It goes viral. And then from there, they keep going back to try and investigate so they can keep capturing more, so they can keep getting more fame and all of that, and then they start getting haunted. Okay, oh, cool. cool. Yeah, well, sounds good. Uh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel as well a little bit it's based on us, guys, because we do have a YouTube channel that nobody watches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm, yeah, they, they definitely must have logged on and seen our dwindling numbers <laughs> on on YouTube. Uh, definitely. Yeah, we do. That's we so do, funny. That's yeah, that's a really interesting concept, and I do like. See, I love horror movies. I've been watching them for years. Going back to the classics, and I like the modern ones too, and I do like modern takes on them. So the fact that you're doing something like a YouTube channel, that does give it a very sort of modern twist to it, because literally yeah. everybody is doing something with social media nowadays. I really, really like that idea. That is quite a clever twist that you got going. So your two characters then, Lillian and Stacy. So how do you relate to your characters? Are you similar to them in many ways or are you very dissimilar to them? Definitely, definitely. So Stacy is more like, she has like a more of a mom type personality. She's like more responsible, level-headed. She is very dry. She has a dry sense of humor. And I feel like I'm all of those things. I, when I go out with my friends, especially Bridget, I am the mom of the group. And I'm the one who's like, all right, let's not go over there or let's not do that. We'll get kidnapped. So I, I do feel like I'm the more responsible of the type and I relate to my character pretty well. The only difference is she listens to more of like heavy metal music. And that wasn't something that I, I really was into until I started becoming Stacy. So I listened to like all of her, you know, all of her little nicks, like like what she likes and had to grow accustomed to it. But I do think that Lillian and Bridget are very, very similar as well. Yes, we are eerily similar. Lillian's very quick-witted, sharp tongue, very assertive. She knows what she wants. She knows how to get it. She goes for it. 
And I also agree with what Emily was saying. She's definitely the mom of the group. And I'm always doing some crazy shit. There's a part in the script where Lillian's like, let's go fuck up the mosh pit. And Stacey's like, okay. And I drag Emily to concerts with me all the time. And, you know, Lillian's also the one that's like, let's take shots. Come on, let's get another drink. Like, let's go. Yeah, it's 3 a.m. And we have to work at 5 a.m. But let's keep going. Yeah. And I definitely relate to that. Same with the music taste. Lillian's more of like a speed metal type of vibe. So Iron Maiden, like kind of like more of a Metallica, light metal, um, I feel like. And I, I'm more of a classic rock type person. So I feel like the lighter metal, although I do love the heavier stuff too, fits more with my personality. So how long have you two actually known each other then? Have, have you sort of, um, <laughs> are, are you friends or have you just got to know each other through sort of the, the film as such? So we actually met at the audition process. The very first audition that was held in Jacksonville, she came down and we met in the audition room. So we knew that since I was brunette and she was blonde, that we had applied for different characters. Right. So we did our audition together. So I was a Stacy and she was a Lillian. And we clicked right off the rip. Sorry. <laughs> my cat is like kicking my AirPod around the floor and I'm just like you're driving me nuts <laughs> but yeah so we clicked immediately so we were we were in the audition room and she's like do you want to do stretches and I was like sure so we like started like hopping around the audition room and we like even after the audition we went and got drinks together and we like hit it off and so like ever since the audition we've been hanging out like every other weekend and it's been like, it's been a crazy friendship that's <laughs> blossom out of something we didn't know that we were going to be in together later on. Wow, that's cool. That, 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 it, it's nice when, you know, you hear stories about, yeah, we should have hooked up and now you're sort of friends and, and, and I, you know, you'll be friends for ad infinitum moving forward. So that, that's pretty cool. Exactly. Yes. And it, I'm going to kind of expose Emily a little bit and Uh-oh. she'll probably message me about this later and be like, how dare you? Um, but you know, auditions are always super tense and like you're nervous and you never know what you're going to expect and everyone wants the part. We're all there for the part. So I walk into the room. I ended up actually knowing someone else there that auditioned for another part. And then kind of like Emily was saying, you know, all of us blondes knew we were auditioning for the same part. So that was really tense. All the brunettes knew they were auditioning for their brunette part. But I sat across from Emily. I remember she was across the room and she looks at me. She's like, you're Bridget. I stalked you. And, you know, most people would be freaked out by that. And everyone else in the room was kind of like, but I, I was like, wait, I stalk people too. Like, not in a weird way, but like social media, you know, you go down the rabbit hole, you want to know everything about them. I was like, I know I already like her just because of that. Because normally I stalk people, but she did it before I could stalk her. Yeah, I went through like everybody that was in the email strands and looked them up on Facebook or something like that. And I was like, damn, this Bridget girl knows what the hell she's doing. I'm nervous because this, again, was like my first feature ever. So like, you know, like even going to the audition with a lot of more experienced actors, I was nervous. And so I looked across to her and I I said that. I was like, you're Bridget Linda Froming. (laughs) And she was like, yeah. And I was like, you played in Cruel Summer. And she was like, yeah. (laughs) That's she was crazy. just like so in awe that I knew all of this stuff about her already. Has, normally when you stalk people, you don't tell them. <laughs> 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 I, 
Yeah, I gave it away. I, I was like too excited because I had actually watched the Cruel Summer things that she was in just so I could see like how her, her acting was. And it turned out to be really, really good. So I was like, damn. <laughs> Well, it, it's good then that she wasn't going up against you, but I I wonder if that did you. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think it did you some good then, the fact that you, you gel so well in the interview process that they must be thinking, well, this girl's really good, this girl's really good, and they get on really well. That must have done you some good, mustn't it? I think so. I think, well, because the chemistry of Stacey and Lillian is already like a sister bond, they needed something authentic. So when they, you know, seeing how me and Bridget were and then in the real life, just like how we were just like this, they knew at that moment that our chemistry was just too intense to ignore at that point. So they were like, yeah, that's Stacey and Lillian right there. That's awesome. So when you talk about the the audition process, then I like saying how intense it is. What is it like then being sat in a room like with a whole load of blondes and a whole load of brunettes basically knowing that only one of you guys is going to be successful and it really 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 needs to be you that day how how do you deal with that and still be be friendly you know in that competitive basis it was scary honestly this for me was like the most professional audition process that i've gone through because you know sometimes in indie film it's super relaxed and, you know, I kind of got accustomed to that. But with this one, we did our initial submis- uh, submission. And then from there, they selected who they wanted recorded tapes from. Then you did your recorded tape. From there, they selected who they wanted interview callbacks with. Then we did interview. And then from those interviews, they selected who they wanted in-person auditions from. So it was like five steps to even get an in-person audition. And then, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier, walking into the room, it's like so nerve wracking, especially when your competition is sitting right next to you and they're going into the room right before you and they come out, but they're not going to tell you what happened. Yeah. But you also don't want to like be mean to other people, but it's a competitive thing. That's just the nature of it. But I know personally for me, I'm happy that I just get to act regardless. And for me, an audition is still acting. Whether or not I get the part, I'm still out there. I'm still working. And that's why I love it. Like, I'm not acting so I can get parts. I'm acting because I love acting. And any chance I get to do that is just fantastic. Yeah. So so how many people were actually, sort of, you, you talk about the, sort of being invited into the live casting. How many people were actually there then for each of your parts? Because obviously there must be a process and you must have hundreds of actresses and then they whittle it down and they get to smaller, smaller numbers. So in terms of the live callback and the live casting, it, how many were there sort of that you were directly up against then at that point? Oh, Emily, I don't know if you remember. I think it was like two or three of each of us. So it was I think so. Very- I, think, I think for Stacey, there was four. And then for Lillian, there was five. And wow. then I think for all the, the supporting roles, they only had like one other to go against. So it was like they would swap us out. So it'd be like me and then Bridget, and then they'd kick me out and then get another Stacy. So then it'd be like Stacy or Lillian and then going up against another brunette. And then she would go in there with all of them and then they'd put me with all of the blondes. And so it was, it was almost, it was so nerve wracking because, and I, this again was like, you know, I'm I'm fairly new to acting. So as soon as they came out, I'm like, what happened? Like, what are you doing? Like, how was it? Like, 
and they picked different guys to go in there and audition with us as well. So when the guys came out, I'm like, how was she? How was she? You know? And he was like, you know, they're trying to obviously be very neutral and be like, well, you were good, but she was really good too. Um, but it's just like so hard because you don't like, you don't know like what the other Stacy character is doing because you're not ever going to audition with her because she's Stacy, you know, yeah. and vice versa. Like Lillian would have never went in there with another Lillian. So it was so nerve wracking. And and do, do they, do they get you to rack the same sort of scene so that you can go di- effectively, they can see directly against each other or do they get you to act sort of different scenes and see how that plays out and sort of what, what's the process in terms of you know how many scenes did you actually have to act in terms of the casting then was it just like one take and then it's like no or were you asked to do a number of different things over a period of a day a couple of days however long it, it took I think for this one it was about for Lillian I think I read maybe like three group scenes with like kind of like the ghost hunting crew that's another little secret. There might be a ghost hunting crew involved somehow. They're definitely listening to us again now. We, we I tell you what. Busting a ghost hunting, so it could be about us. Yeah, it is Tall um, Boy Radio, the movie. <laughs> um, and I think Stacy and Lillian together maybe had like two, and then I read a few alone as Lillian. And something that was also very interesting was DJ, the director, walked into the room and was like, okay. I'm going to call some names, and if your name isn't on this list, you're staying. And narrowed it down to, like, three of us. He had us come in the room and scream. So he said, I want you to scream like, you know, you're opening a closet and a body's falling on you. And I want you to scream like you're being dragged under, yada, yada. So he made us scream, like, in a variety of different ways. Intense. Yeah, It's called the scream test. And when I tell you I was not prepared for that, like, (laughs) so the the co-producer she gave us like there was two different pitches she wanted us to do and then she enacted them so she was like I want the pitch to be like this and then she screamed and so we had to scream twice in two different like languages of scream and it was so intense I walked out of there my throat was sore (laughs) it was so awesome though I bet I bet so have you done the table read then yet have you sat around and gone through the script together Yesterday. Yeah. Oh wow. What was that like? It was great. We, you know, like me, Bridget, and one of our other trio in our movie. His name is Chuck. And our us three in general in the audition clicked. So our relationship dynamic is like so great already. So I'm so excited for, it's, his name is Brayden Noble, and he'll be playing Chuck. And we're, we're, we're literally the three musketeers. We are. Like, we get along so well. Like, his performance doing Chuck is just so authentic. Um, I think we got a really good team. Yeah, I agree. And something I love about Table Reads, too, is, you know, you have a piece of paper in front of you. You're reading. And a Table Read is mostly just reading because at that point everyone's so familiar with their characters you know everyone's doing a little character acting here and there but we're mainly all trying to understand the script and what's happening and who's playing who and we're all still getting used to each other so I always love seeing the process of that initial read-through when it sounds like people are reading like this and then you know how like the annoying people in school 
I was always that kid when someone would read out loud and they were horrible, I would raise my hand next and I was like, hey, can I read next? Because I'm not. Like, <laughs> I'm not. that's kind of like how the table reads always go. So it's always great to see starting there to the final product when you're on set and everyone's full on tears, screaming, crying. And it's like a totally different vibe. So it's such a process and it's very interesting to be involved with. Cool. Follow the Bloodscribe Creations on Instagram. So I've seen little bits and little teasers from it. And I've seen the, is it the ghost in makeup? So that's, yes. that's, that's really cool. That is really cool. And we're going to use. Isn't it terrifying? You, it is. It is. It is really well done. And I'm going to use a little bit of that. So that we've, I've created a, a little bit of artwork we, sh- we will share on social media for this episode when it comes out. So it's got you two guys and the ghost looming behind it. But what was it like seeing the the, the ghost then not, not in prosthetic makeup and what have you? And just seeing them read it. Was it a bit weird? I don't think she was actually there. Yeah. She, oh. was, she was not there. But she is just like the nicest, prettiest, like feeble <laughs> woman. And to see her like, you know, normal. And then to see her in like all the makeup. It's like a dramatic change. And we're like, how the fuck did you even do that? Like, how did you do that? It's very, very cool. It's very cool to see. Yeah, I was kind of going off of that. Although the actress who, you know, was in the prosthetic makeup wasn't there. Obviously, there are some more antagonistic, like, ruggedy characters in the script because that's what you need for a film. And walking in and just seeing them, like, hey, nice to meet you. You want a cough drop? Like, here, have some water. And And then they start reading the script and they're, like, evil. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that juxtaposition between the two. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So you're going to start filming very, very soon in April then. What are you looking forward to most about the filming? I think I'm looking forward to most is, well, obviously filming, but having us all together for 12 days is going to be so fun and hectic. It's going to like, we're going to, we're going to make the most of it. And I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, the group that we have, every character was uniquely chosen. He spent a lot of time like intricately picking each character and it fits so well and it's so smooth and I think we have like a really good group that when we get together we're gonna light shit up like it's gonna go down and I'm I'm very very excited for that oh yeah I'm the same way I can't wait for like all of the fun shit that goes on behind the scenes lots of BTS videos I already know they're gonna be chaotic <laughs> We basically already have like a bunch of just regularly chaotic videos and once you're on a film set the energy is always like so high and everyone's running around and people are stressed and especially when you get into like those late night shoots you really see who people are and you really so i'm excited to like bond with everybody and then also see the scripts like you know come to life yeah Yeah. so what does so what does this sort of premise the, the, the premiere look like then what's that going to look like so when you finish your filming and and you, you know you're given the go ahead and, and it the film releases what what does that look like are you is there a, so are you guys going to hook up together is it is there an event is it you're just going to sort of sit back and you get like a, a pre-screen of the film how does that work i don't i haven't heard anything about that actually i don't know specifically with this film what they're planning I don't, I'm assuming they might try and get it distributed somewhere, or maybe there might be a private premiere or a public one. I really haven't yeah. heard much about it. I'm hoping something cool, though. 
I yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I told DJ we should have like a watch party. So like yeah. everybody like from the cast gets to watch it together the very first time. I think that would be great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that will be fantastic. So is it, was it a 12 day shoot? Did you say that's, that's going to be pretty intense, isn't it? Yes. So he wants to make it in 10, but we have two buffer days. So hopefully we get it done in 10, but us all being boarded together is going to be so <laughs> just funny. Awesome. Like me and Bridget are going to be, pulling pranks on people i think we're gonna be staying up late all kinds of shits and gigs we're gonna we're gonna do it that's awesome that's awesome so we we had a guy on a few weeks ago now a guy called jason mp and he's a horror director here in the uk and wow. yeah so he he talked us through a little bit of the process from the other side so he's talked us through the audition side and how his experiences with it which were fairly unique but yeah so he's done quite a few films and his his are mostly in the horror genre as well well, his most popular film, let's see if you see, I don't know how you're going with this. So it was part of basically, so he had zero, he had nothing in the can to begin with. And he did it as a challenge for a film festival, 72 hours to get a film filmed and actually edited in that time span. And believe it or not, it is his most popular film that he's ever made. Wow. <laughs> That's intense. That's kind of that, like, yeah. Emily just showed up and here she is. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I think literally was it twelve scenes? He, and they just kept the camera rolling loads, and then he like he already had an idea. He'd set the, the this this uh, house up, and it was set inside a prison. So I guess you didn't need to, you know, you didn't need too many uh, places to, to film in. Right. And then yeah, and he just yeah just went through and, and filmed it. What Thank is you, it I called? I would love need... to watch it. I will have to look into that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give me a second. I don't let me carry on for a second. I, yeah. I might have it on a note or something to. That's oh. it. Well, I'll, I'll get it to you afterwards anyway. But yeah, it's, 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 I know it's definitely available in the US because he's talked to... And this is it. Yeah, we love horror movies. And right. you don't really understand. You know, when you stick it on, you watch it for an hour and a half, you have a few beers, have a little bit of popcorn while you're watching it. You don't really understand how much work goes into it on every single level to actually yeah. get that onto screen. Mm -hmm. uh, don't get me wrong. It's tortured, Ad. No, 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 it's not tortured. You know, it's, it's it's called something like Prison Boys or something like that. It's quite a questionable right, okay. title, as, as many of us do. <laughs> uh, yeah, the work that goes into it is very, very much underestimated. So one of my favourite actors, a guy called Bruce Campbell, you must be familiar with him, yeah? Bruce yeah. Campbell. Absolute legend of the game. So he started off and he made Evil Dead, him and Sam Raimi and Robert Tapert. They made that movie for, I think, around about $50,000, God bless him. And it, it went absolutely stratospheric. Don't get me wrong. A little bit about that was it was the right time. Those kind of movies were really, really taking off. Back yeah. Then. Anything that was a little bit shocking. Nowadays, it is quite difficult to shock, isn't it? And it's quite difficult to come up with a unique story. So was that a little bit about what attracted you to this film? The, the story is quite a really, it's a really, really good idea. That, you know, that, that social media YouTube channel and it's trying to take off, then all of a sudden you capture a ghost on film or, or something on film. Is, is that a little bit about what attracted you to the role, that it is just a little bit different? I think so. I think so, because it's not, like, new. Like, you know, like, when you think of, like, the new ages, you'd think that we were, you know, TikTok famous or something like that. But the fact that he, like, put it toward, like, it's like YouTube. It's like something that, you know, it's very... 
I guess back in the day you would do, you know, like I, I know a lot of people have YouTube channels, but the fact that these two girls have had it for a long time and they just enjoy doing it. They enjoy, you know, uh, talking about horror movies and, you know, whatever they did it for so long. And even though they're not going anywhere with it, like, I feel like it's very back then. And I like that. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I so, so into, yeah. Sorry, Bridget, go on. Oh, I was just gonna, I agree with Emily, because like you guys were saying, it's really hard to come up with something new, because everyone's done something. Yeah, but what I really like about this script is, one, the characters are so real. I was at a show last night, and I ran into, like, five people who could be these characters. You know, like the, really? You like Metallica? Name three songs. Like, those <laughs> type of people. They are real people, and I feel like that's what is drawing me towards the script because I can connect with them easily. They're not like perfect people, you know? And kind of going back to like, you can't really do anything new anymore. If you can't do anything new, do what you can with what's popular and what we, like what you have, but do it well. And I think yeah. this script does that. It's not new. Granted, there are some new things that you might not have seen before, but it's not a new concept. Like. A movie about YouTubers has been done before. Mm -hmm. And like Zoom movies have been done, Unfriended, stuff like that. It's not new, but you can do it well. And yeah. I think the script really is something unique and special. That's cool. Good. I was just I was just gonna just go back to something that, that you both sort of said almost towards the start was, you know, they were looking for people that sort of love heavy metal music, love horror movies. Just going back to sort of you guys growing up, what sort of horror, what first got you into sort of horror movies? What was, what was your sort of influence in terms of horror movies? You know, what were some of your favourite movies? So my very first horror movie that I watched was House of a Thousand Corpses. And let me tell you, that movie ruined my whole childhood <laughs> <laughs> that was a very very intense first scary movie and I think I was seven when I seen it and wow. yeah so once I got to the age where I wasn't so like naive and I know that you know some ghost isn't gonna come carve 666 on my front door or something mm -hmm. like that then I started becoming like more interested in the behind the scenes and how they make all of this look so real and they put people's worst nightmares on paper and exploit it in, in front of the big screen. And it's so, so fascinating to see and watch. So I think, like, when I got a little bit older, horror movies just became something dear to me. And I loved, like, even, you know, the worst ones, like, like something as intricate as, like, Saw. Like, how did they do some of this stuff? And then when you watch it back, it's like, holy crap, you know, like the way that they, you know, just make everything come to life is just like magic. It's literally TV magic. I think whenever you watch any of the extras and all, and this is some of the best things about those movies now, when you get them now and you get to watch the extras and you see how these films are made, you give them that little teaser. We're not as lucky as you. We don't get to be on film sets, Gaz and I. <laughs> fun, funnily enough, although we could make some pretty scary movies on top, I suspect, <laughs> with our faces. But yeah, so when you see those little teasers behind and you see how it's made, and actually, you know what I mean, the, some of the props, they seem incredibly cheesy, but the, the lighting and the and the cinematography that they perform 
it is a, it's an absolute art form in its own right yeah. isn't it i agree i agree it is. I, do, I think that the thing is with horrors, they don't get the. Res- I don't think they get the respect that they deserve. For me, I love to watch the low budget stuff. I don't want to see it remade with loads of CGI and stuff like that. I yeah. want to. I want to see somebody's blood, sweat, and tears on on the on the film. And that, that for me is 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 where you find it most is in horror films because people yeah. actually, like you say, there's a passion for it out there. And it's, and it's interesting to say that one of your, so, were you, so Rob Zombie's Thousand Corpses, was it? That was one of your first. What about yeah. yourself, uh, Bridget? What was one of your first horror movies that you saw? Ooh. So I actually got started with Ghost Adventures. I know that's not a horror movie, but I've been hyper fixated on Ghost Adventures for years. It's my mom's favorite show. I love it. It's so cheesy, but real at the same time, but not real at the same time. But it's just so <laughs> watch and then the first movie that i recall was sleepaway camp and that's one of those good low budget classic horror films and then i i remember hollywood chainsaw hookers really well too another classic slumber party massacre 2 is also one of my favorites i love the super corny cheesy stuff like that but it was actually really cool because sleepaway camp was one of my first horror films that i remember loving And I talked about this on the last podcast we did, but I just recently did two features for an upcoming trilogy, Cruel Summer, like Emily mentioned before. And the character I played was named Felissa, named after Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. So that was like kind of a full circle moment for me. And the films were actually directed by Scott Tepperman, and he was on Ghost Hunters. And I watched him growing up, too. Um, That's awesome. It wasn't Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, but you know, still kind of in the same vein. And I watched him and I got to work with him playing a character named after the movie that started my love for horror in a horror film. So it was kind of like wow. a full moment and that was super cool. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, we love the supernatural here as well. It's all pretty ready as well, don't we, Gaza? And we've had a couple of actual ghost hunters on. We've had one on from Florida, actually, didn't we? We had a lady on from Florida who is She's a ghost. Wow. Yeah, she's a ghost hunter. I'm going to be friends with her. <laughs> I, th- I think it was Miami way, but if you if you check her out, she's on Instagram. It's She Haunts it's, is what it's called. And, yeah, so she's done a fair bit. Like, she's been to the Lizzie Borden house and had a few experiences. Yeah, really, really cool. Then we've had a, we've had a few on in the UK. We, had, we did one a couple of weeks ago with a lady from down south, and she was talking through, you know, she's off to visit an area which is quite famous for its poltergeist activity. So that should be interesting. And we're also going to have a go very near us. So you have that show over there. We have a show in the UK called The Most Haunted. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. The Most Haunted. I think so. I have. Well, the the lady who presents that lives literally about 15 minutes down the road from us. So one of the... Yeah, basically because there's a lot of... Because obviously where we are, northwest of England, Cheshire, there is an awful lot of haunted properties. So myself and Gaz are going to go and do a little bit of investigation work in in a local haunted place. So that should be quite interesting. That is so cool. Can we come? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird because one, one of the guys that he can't be with us, but he, he has joined us on the podcast, and he's very, I suppose, 
the, the traditional doesn't he, he's not a subscriber to the supernatural doesn't believe in it and 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 he's very much like no there's always a rational explanation for whatever's going on and we, we're sort of trying to sort of rope him in to be our sort of straight guy compared to our four guys sort of thing so we're saying oh my god look at that and he's like no it's just a curtain that's blowing and we're like no no there's definitely something so so he, he might come along and play the straight guy but myself and adam have we, we've loved the sort of supernatural oh, for, for years haven't we really, oh, really fascination with it yeah yeah that is so, i'm i'm jealous that <laughs> sounds like the coolest thing ever like i we, think bridget didn't you just go ghost hunting not too long ago yes i was in savannah georgia and I went with my best friend and we went to the Andrew Sorrell weed house, which is like one of the most haunted properties in Savannah. And it's pretty popular. Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters both did episodes there. And I was actually on a haunted hearse tour throughout Savannah and we drove by the Sorrell weed house and I had no idea that it was there. I just didn't, you know, recall that it was in Savannah and that I was in Savannah at the time. So while he was giving us a tour past the house, I booked us tickets to tour the house. Then after that, we went toward the house. And as we were leaving the tour, I see this guy walking by with like a big briefcase. So, of course, I go up to him. I'm like, hey, what's going on here? He pulls out a bunch of EVPs and like spirit boxes and all of this stuff. And I was like, wait, do you have any tickets left for this ghost hunting thing. He was like, actually, I think I only have two tickets left, $60 each, but I'll give you $50 each because you just did a tour. So we booked them and we were at this house from I think 7 p.m. till 3 a.m. just ghost hunting and like rotating throughout all of the rooms. And we caught some good stuff. I'll have to send over some photos because there's some orbs in there and like videos of flashlights going off. And like wow. I was feeling things on my body, but it was so fun. Wow. That is so awesome. Yeah, and, and it's weird because we, we... You know, we, we, we both not, not desperately want to sort of experience something because we said when, when we go to this one place in particular, you know, we will always try to find a rational explanation for it. And then when all of them have gone, then there's only the supernatural left sort of thing. So and we said, look, if we go there and nothing and we don't experience anything, then so be it. But actually, if we go there and we do, that would be like, holy shit, sort of thing. You know, yeah. that would be like, oh, my, oh my God, that, that would be amazing. But yeah, we'd look forward to that when it, we're hoping we're hoping at some point sort of maybe just towards the summer this year but we'll, we'll wait and see we'll wait and see and well, make I sure when you do you drop us a pin <laughs> yes let us know we'll transfer yeah we, we will absolutely oh. we will yeah absolutely. have stacy and lillian on ghost hunting that'd be amazing that would be, cool. be cool that would be very cool yeah, yeah that... a lot of people when they go ghost hunting especially for their first time granted i'm not like a professional but i feel like a lot of people that start ghost hunting don't believe in the paranormal and they're so desperate on catching something on camera that's where we start to see like all of the hoaxes and yeah all of the people scaring their friends and then of course when all that stuff's happening the paranormal all the spirits or whoever whatever's in the area isn't gonna respond to that but i yeah. like ghost hunting just so i can like talk to them and i'm so intrigued by it i just want to know like what's up yeah like, are you not like, you hear me can i see you type of thing it's just so interesting that's awesome Very, yeah cool. funnily enough the sorrel weed house was mentioned by the lady we had on from miami she's 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 done a fair bit of investigating there herself she spent the night there yeah she was telling Oof. us about it and the experience it's that she crazy. had there's a the, the, the night yeah 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 
Yeah, they do like overnight lockdowns there. That is yeah. terrifying. <laughs> and the bitch was pitch black. I was terrified. Uh-uh. <laughs> and the, oh, oh, crazy story real fast. So there was like a separate quarters and there was a room where someone, she was a slave. She supposedly killed herself, but everyone thinks she was hanged. So the guy t- leading the ghost hunting was telling us, you know, a lot of people have very emotional reactions to this room. So if you go in there and you feel something like it's totally normal, that's, it's just such a heavy room because of the nature of everything that happened there. And something really cool about this particular investigation was that the guy leading it let us do our own thing. He wasn't in there trying to tell us what to do and how to ghost hunt. He was like, y'all do whatever you want. And if you think you have something, call me and I will tell you if I can debunk it. And if I can debunk it, I will. Like, yeah, you paid, but I'm not here to make you believe in ghosts. Like, we're trying to see if we can capture something. And I really appreciated that because a lot of times when you go to these touristy areas, they want to make sure you get your money's worth. But he was like, I'm honest. Sometimes we don't get anything, but it's fun. So I walk into this room and immediately start sobbing. And I'm like, I'm not a crier. I cried in front of Emily one time and she wiped my tears. It was like a a whole cute thing. But normally (laughs) I do not cry. She immediately started sobbing. And I had to leave the room because I had no idea what was going on. And then I instantly stopped. And then I walked downstairs to where the leader of the ghost hunt was. He gave me some water. He was like, are you okay? I was like, "I, I don't know. So I took like two minutes. Went back upstairs. I was like, okay, I'm good. I walk in, immediately start sobbing again. Just instant, like, pressure and tears on my my face and my chest. And then my chest started getting all red. And even though I wasn't touching it, it was just such a strange experience. That is crazy. That is. Crap. Yeah. I gave you chills just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, dude. The Hellgate, too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Now that 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 is really cool. And and to be honest, it's great. It's great to hear that story that you do that kind of thing. And actually, to be honest with you, you should start a YouTube channel or you two guys anyway, and just just see if you could be more successful in your two characters in the film. We should. We should. That'd be that'd be awesome. We do a lot of crazy shit. We can. We'll probably get recorded for a lot of things that we do. Um, down the adventures of emily and bridget and then put like a viewer discretion is advised (laughs) absolutely absolutely so here's the thing there so the likes of matt damon ben affleck they've made films themselves have you ever do you have you ever any inspiration to make your own movie have you have you any ideas ticking around in the back of your head where you think actually that would make a really cool film and i should do that i actually had this really strange idea. And for a while I was like, I'm not gonna tell anyone because it's so good and they're gonna steal it. But every time I keep talking about it, I realize that it's stupid. But one thing I, one trend I don't really like is what's it called? Like Groundhog Day type movies, like where the days repeat. I forget what it's called. What Happy is, like, Death Day is one. Yeah, what are, what's that like time cycle? What would you call that? I have no idea. But I know oh. what you're talking about. Happy Death Day does it, where yeah. she wakes up and it's every day is her birthday. And I just feel like that trend is so overdone. So I had this idea where there's this girl, she gets stuck in this time cycle thing, and then eventually she realizes, hey, like, the day's going to restart, so I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. 
and it breaks into this whole montage of her like robbing stores killing her boyfriend like walking down the street naked doing all this crazy shit and then somehow in that cycle she breaks the time thing and then the next day she wakes up but it looks like we're starting the same day as before so she thinks the day is repeating but there are little things changed throughout the day um like the news channel before was talking about a murderer but this time it's talking about her but she doesn't know because she still thinks it's a new day and they're like little things throughout and then it ends with the police knocking on her door and then she's like oh shit and it just fades to black <laughs> i'd watch that, that. Okay. yeah i'd watch cool. that yeah let's make I'll it i'll watch that <laughs> yeah we, we can do right, that bring your camera and then we'll we'll get the 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 actresses the talent we'll bring them <laughs> it'll be youtube you guys can star in it Oh well, oh, I don't know. face for a podcast. I think we've got. Yeah, that was your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so the Hellgate, then you're gonna like I said we said you're gonna be starting filming soon. Just out of interest, then danger of of trying to pry more information out of you. So I apologise if that's the case. Do you guys have to spend any time in the chair getting any makeup done, any prosthetic makeup? A part of it is is that something you can tell us or not? Us two as like as characters do not. Ah, okay. But maybe. Okay. Hmm. okay. Tease. Okay. A little <laughs> tease there. Okay. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't think that's too much to give away, but us too. But our circle is small, so people mm-hmm. close to us might. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In my head, when I was reading yesterday, there were some things that I hadn't noticed before. Afterwards, Emily was like, How the hell are we going to do this? Because yep. some of the prosthetics, maybe, some of the things going on are intense. And it's going to be so cool. And you've already seen some of the prosthetics and all of the makeup artists we're working with. They're so talented. Extremely talented. So super excited to see how they translate what was the craziness that was written and how it's going to translate to the guy that was sitting next to me yesterday drinking Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah. yes so, yeah. How, so how many people how many i say sort of staff in terms of sort of makeup artists and i mean in terms of scale of production how, how many people are you talking so i know we have a makeup artist we have a costume designer we have i think a special effects person so i think we have about five or six people that are working on all of the the crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it actually might be more than that because I think the makeup artist team is three people. And oh, then okay. there's the costume designer, obviously the director, the production manager, and then a set designer who's designing. Yes, I forgot the- about her, yep. Yeah. That some scenes are gonna be taking part in. And then of course we'll have like the camera ops and you know, the production assistants. I'm sure we'll have sound guys, hopefully. Yeah, we have one guy designated to build, like, one of our scenes, like, to actually physically build it, because it's so intricate. Wow. He's like an architect or something. So so you look at, you know, you look at your your sort of makeup artist and your your set designers, and you think, you know, they obviously, like, they must sit there and think, like, how in the heck am I going to sort of turn what's on paper of this guy's sort of mad rambling thoughts into actual reality to the point right. where we can then pop some actors and actresses in there and it look 
sort of convincing. I mean, you know, the, the, the guy, you know, fair play, you know, you make a party start to set his hands. I mean, hats off to these guys because these are the guys that so they bring elements of the film to life. And obviously, without you guys, there wouldn't be a film. But without them guys as well, it wouldn't look as cool either. So exactly. it's like a whole team effort sort of thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, every single person on a film set is essential. Even yeah. like a crafty team that provides food because you cannot get through a shoot if you are tired, you don't have coffee, you don't have snacks, your energy's low, like every single person. And a lot of times I've been on sets where people treat production assistants horribly. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I kind of want to see what's, what this is all about. So I started being production assistants for sets too. And that kind of helped me realize that every single step is essential. Even if you're just the person driving us from location to location, like you cannot make a film without a variety of different people and all of the things that they do. It's like a it's like a big puzzle because like there's a different person like you said like for transportation there's a different person holding the lights there's a different person behind the big camera that's telling you to get in like angle there's a different person like holding the the shiny thing that's like <laughs> reflecting the light off your face and stuff there's a different person providing food it's every single and it's like organized chaos because everybody has their part and everybody knows what their part is and what to do. So it's like my first time being on set, it was like I just sat back and just watched them. And they were like going crazy, but it was so organized. Like everybody had their station and like what they had to do. And so I just sat back and literally just, wow. The like the the amount of stuff that you're doing and how it's just so organized it's it's crazy it's crazy to see really do you ever do you ever when you're on, on a part of something like this do you ever just sit around and take stock and think this is fucking awesome how how has this happened in my life this is awesome yep all the time it's crazy because i i started in theater actually actually the technical side of theater and i started acting when i was younger here and there but i found a liking towards stage management and like sound design, lighting design. And then I just became really good at it, not to like to my own horn. Anytime I would audition for stuff, people were like, no, we need you to do the lights, to do the sound. You're the only person we trust. So I made myself essential there. And it got to a point where no one was casting me in shows anymore. Yeah. And then COVID hit, every live theater shut down, but there was a local film community down here in Orlando called Orlando Independent Filmmakers. And they were doing virtual challenges at the time. So I started doing that, started putting my foot in there. And then once everything started to slowly open back up, I started doing short films with them and people were immediately casting me. And then once everyone in the theater community saw that, they started casting me again. But I, I think I definitely like film more than theater. It's just so different. Both are great in their own ways, but there's just something so special about film. And whenever I'm on a set, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I used to work at a pizza shop. And now I'm sitting yeah. here getting, like, ghost makeup done, zombie makeup done on me. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. I tell you what, Gaza, I don't know about you. Do, do, do you listen to this with just a little bit of envy in your ears? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I really do. Just it, it must be it must be amazing when you you sort of set out and and you know you 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 start off on your journey in terms of, sort of acting and then all of a sudden to then be cast as main leads in a film and and as Anthony you look around and you go like this is 
fucking awesome. Like, what I'm, you know, this is amazing. Like, how yeah. has this happened to me? I never expected it. So, and so, so what's what's next for, for, for you guys? And obviously, you know, you you start shooting sort of shortly. What what's the plan sort of after that? Have you got anything in in the pipeline? Anything sort of for, for later on, twenty twenty three, or or is there anything you can tell us? I'm not prying too much, but what what's sort of down the line for you guys? I think right now my main focus is you know obviously getting the hellgate shot and finished and after that i have like maybe two or three other projects that have kind of piqued my interest and i'll be you know shifting my focus to those after that i think one is a slasher film but we'll see we'll see but other than that i think i mean bridget actually just produced her own movie so she was doing that like what last weekend? Yes, I was up in Tennessee last weekend. I got sick and tired. My typecast is like dumb blonde, first girl to die in a horror movie, don't kill me, no type of stuff. Which I'm so thankful Lillian's like the total opposite of that. Obviously, those characters are, are like an essential part of horror movies. Um, yeah. But I got sick and tired of only getting cast as those characters. You know, it's a job. Like I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> I love the characters, but it was getting to a point where. That's all I was doing. So I produced my own little short film, um, kind of like a drama, horror type. We had one of the makeup artists who was on Zombieland come down for it, and he did, like, all of our makeup. Super creepy. And it was super fun to, like, be on the other side. You know, hiring the director and hiring the writer and making sure we had a costumer and a sound guy. And we filmed overnight, so we only had one night, some micro short film, but... I have so much more respect for the people who are, like, putting the Hellgate on because of that. Because yeah. it's so detail-oriented, and I, I don't even know how to talk about it. Like, there's so <laughs> much that goes into it. So many moving parts. Absolutely. We'd love to hear as well about that when it comes out. We'd love to be, be able to somehow get a view of that. Cool. Super. Kind of like a, a drama about a lesbian couple that was murdered for being lesbian, and they're in the afterlife talking about that yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're in we're in on that one yeah and also like over here in the uk we don't know i was asking the question i think it was the lady who sent me the the information she's a producer and i was asking her like where it's going to be uh, available to watch in the uk so as soon as we get that information we'll share it out to all of our listeners we'll put it on our website as well so that the people who've listened to this episode can go and view the movie at some point in the future say. yeah so awesome. one thing i need to one thing I do need to do quickly is give a quick shout out to our sponsors, and that is Ollie's Snacks. So if you want Ollie's nuts, pretzels, or chocolate-covered pretzels, head over to ollies-ollies.com. If you are based in the UK, use the promo code TALLBOYRADIO, all capitals, all one word, and you will get 20% off your order. And with every order placed on their website, they donate a school meal to a child in need with the help of one feeds two. Guys, any final questions? I think this was great. No, 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 no questions. Just a massive thank you, obviously, to to Emily and Bridget for for spending some time with us, talking us through, you know, what what, what we can expect. So, just a huge shout out to you know the, the sort of the, the small independent sort of movie makers. You know, without without them guys, you know that that that's what keeps sort of the industry going as such. You know, yeah, you can you can talk about your big multi million pound sort of productions, but you know, let let's support the small independent guys. It, it, it's fantastic. It's fantastic what you do. So again, just a big thank you. Thank you very much for giving up your time. 
just to chat to us and can't wait to see the sort of final product. And I hope filming goes well. I hope it turns out to be an absolute smash hit. So yeah, look, look forward to watching it at some point. Absolutely. I definitely I appreciate you guys having us. Yes, thank you so much for having us and keep us posted on the ghost hunting. We will. We will. We will. We, we, it, it, every now and then, I mean, we, we, we try to podcast on, on a number of different things. We, we have been leaning towards film and, and sort of ghost hunting as such. And, and it seems as though it's a common theme that sort of crops up once every number of episodes. So we absolutely will will continue to do that. So, yeah, we will we'll definitely sort of. And what we will, you know, we would look forward to maybe hooking up with you guys again and talking specifically about ghost hunting. That would be cool. We'll yeah, do another so, podcast just talking so. about that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, thank you very much for sharing your time with us. When we hear about stuff like this, and this this is the great stuff, we get to talk to a number of people who do all sorts of cool stuff. We're just the sellers who get to listen to it, but but, but it is it's fantastic to hear. We really appreciate the insight that you've given us into the movie making industry, and and we know there's plenty of horror fans out there. So hopefully they'll all get on board. They'll all watch this rather fantastic film when it comes out. And I, I can't, th- I can't thank you enough for giving up your time. And like I say, in the middle of, well, early morning as it is there <laughs> in in Florida, to the middle of the afternoon as it is here in the UK, we really, really appreciate it. So, if you guys would like to say your goodbye to our listeners, alrighty. Well, you guys go watch the Hellgate. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic film. A great cast, a great crew, and we'll see you there. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. And you better follow both of them on all social media so you can keep up with their ghost hunting that they're going to start doing real soon and all of their upcoming podcast episodes, of course. And yeah, we hope you check out the Hellgate when it comes out. And thank you both again for having us. Absolute honor. Like I say, it's an absolute honor. We love learning about different stuff. Like I say, the, the movie industry certainly is fun to learn about. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time on Tallboy Radio. Alrighty, bye.